From the Bob Barley Studio in Orlando, Florida, you're listening to The Diz Unplugged. Welcome to the Diz Unplugged Roundtable Discussion for October 21st, 2009 from Orlando, Florida. I'm your host, Pete Werner, joined by my good friends, Walter Eccles, Julie Martin, Corey Martin, Kevin Close, and John Magi. And if you want me to list off who's in the peanut gallery today, there's no way that's going to happen because we've got like 30 people back here, <laughs> um, <laughs> including my mother and Kathy Whirling and Teresa Eccles and Leah Zanola and David Zanola and my niece, Robin. And little Jacob Zanola and, of course, Ferris Martin is uh, on the floor being very good. In this week's show, Walter Eccles, along with our good friend Corinne Fry, will tell us about Forever Florida, a special attraction here in Central Florida that you're definitely going to want to know about. And senior editor Leah Zanola sent some of our team around the Magic Kingdom to see how well counter service restaurants handle special dietary requests. All that plus this week's news and roundtable rapid fire on this edition of the Diz Unplugged. Well, welcome to the show, everybody. We, uh, Like I said, we have a, a huge crowd in here today. Just uh, worked out that way. That wasn't planned. <laughs> but uh, got a lot of people uh, uh, in the room today, which is great. Um, to, uh, just a couple things in housekeeping. Uh, first, Ferris's uh, Buddy Walk, which was actually the Down uh, Syndrome Association of Central Florida's Buddy Walk. It wasn't just about Ferris? <laughs> yeah. no, it wasn't. It was, for us, it was just about Ferris. <laughs> I kind of felt that way for a while. <laughs> It uh, was a, a great, great day this past Saturday. A huge turnout of Over people. 8,000 people actually wow. walked. 8,000 people. I had no idea it was going to be that, that oh, yeah. large till we got there. And it's like, oh, my God, this thing is huge. I didn't either. I didn't know what to expect. We had raised over $8,000 uh, as, as part of our group. But overall, what was the total raised? $179,000 awesome. raised for the Down Syndrome Association of Central Florida. I think that's magnificent. It was. It was a great turnout. It was a great day. The weather cooperated. Beautiful day. I was a little chilly, but it, it was, was the first beautiful day we have had in yeah. months. All of the big winners, as far as like first through third place for most walkers and most money raised, they were all children around Ferris's age and maybe a little older. Um, it seems to me like a lot of the newer families really get into it and participate. I think once your kid's a teenager and stuff, people are kind of like, yeah, we've been there, done that. <laughs> but I did notice that there were mostly younger children, not a whole lot of older children. So it was it was a lot of fun, um, even though I had to be there at 8.30 in the morning. Did you walk? Yes, I did. Yes, you did. I absolutely did. Ferris rode on his dad's shoulders. I tried to aid his hair. <laughs> yeah. Yes, I did. We all walked. We all, you know, everybody yeah, showed thanks up. Thanks to everyone who actually came. Um, I know some of you came from further away, so you're waking up at like five in the morning. Oh, yeah. You know, um, I don't ever put makeup on at six o'clock in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> we were contemplating showing up at the end and like breathing heavy. <laughs> Where were you? <laughs> but even that was too early. a quick lap, huh? I was just, I was amazed to see how many people showed up. Um, for this, it was it was tremendous. I mean, it was just a sea of people uh, out supporting uh, uh, the association. It's a great cause. It was a great success, and uh, here's to an even better success next year. Yeah. Now that we know what to expect, we can, you know. Yeah, Corey's already court. planning like massive cookouts and <laughs> streamers and fireworks. And how far did your farthest participant travel come from? Come from Scotland. Scotland yeah. The Robesons. The Robesons. Yep. 
Jackie Robeson with, was there with her daughter. They didn't fly here just for the walk, though. Just to get that. <laughs> um, they were actually here on vacation, and she knew they were going to be. And I think that she actually had surprised her daughter, Molly. She didn't tell her immediately, because I had been talking to her months and months ago about this. And then when they knew for sure they were going to come, she told let Molly know what they were doing. Cool. And they brought him some really nice gifts, and so did Lori and Rick, the Bead Pirates. It was really great. We had a we had a lot of um, a, gr- a great turnout for our group. A great turnout overall. And I want to say thanks to Lori and Rick because they made those little buttons. Those great said, buttons. Go team, go team with Ferris in his LSU outfit. So that was really nice. It was awesome. Um, I like that there was a thread with the pictures from it, and there's one picture of Julie. Where she's I have about the to walk. meanest face. Said, <laughs> she looks like I'm going to walk for my child, and I'm going to anyone gets in my way, I'm going to walk 500 miles. You gotta love the candid shots, huh? <laughs> um, another item that we have to talk about, which I'm going to turn over to John, is regarding Dizzapalooza. We have some very, very, very exciting information about Dizzapalooza. We do. Um, I have some. Um, Accounting information to sort of part, give to people first. Because the like accounting the part account- is so exciting. Right. This is the Academy Awards where the guys with the briefcases come in. Right. You go to the bathroom. Oh. <laughs> no, people are going to be excited about this. Very excited about this. We have, um, we've opened it up to Dreams Unlimited Travel clients first, as we said we were going to do. And at this point, we have about 350 people signed up for the event. Mm-hmm. That's not opened it up to the general public yet. Which means and we we're have... we're going to cap it at 275. Have, I was right? just going to say, we have 25 <laughs> slots left we for do. the general public. You better hurry. We're going to open up open registration Wednesday night, the night that the show goes up. I want to make sure we get that announced on the show. So tonight, as you're listening to this, at 9 p.m., we're going to do it during chat so that if people have any issues or problems, Kevin and I will be in chat to help them. Okay. But I don't think you're going to have any problems. It's all very straightforward um, to get signed up. And we are going to cap it, but I think we'll be okay with the number of people. Yeah, and we're not going to announce the cap number, but we, uh, we right. feel we have enough slots to uh, accommodate everyone. Right. If you're a client and you haven't had a chance to sign up yet, don't worry. You are guaranteed a spot. At the event, the only thing that we're going to do is we're going to cut off registration at some point for everybody so that we can send out the credentials. credentials. Yeah. We need enough time to do that. Unlike last year, this year is absolutely going to require credentials. You're going to be given credentials uh, in the mail before you arrive, and uh, you are going to absolutely need credentials to attend the event. Correct. We're telling people we want you to show up to to, uh, the gates at Disney Hollywood Studios about an hour before the event begins, which is 9 p.m. So start to show up about 8 p.m. You're going to be escorted to the back of the park, and that's the only way you can get to the party. You have to be escorted from the front of the park back to the party. So keep that in mind. You have to have your credentials. You have to be there at a certain time. I understand there's other stuff going on. I understand people have candlelight uh, packages. I understand you got dinner. We just can't do it. We just can't have people walking in and out of the party. Right. So that's we want to make sure we get that out of the way. Now, we have also have finalized or semi-finalized the plans for our live podcast taping. We're going to be doing our live show at 2 p.m. at the Swan Dolphin on Sunday, the 13th. And this is actually news to everybody around the table, too. You can see them all going. Yeah, um, this is news to me. They don't, you don't know yet either? No. <laughs> So we're going to do a live taping there. Swan Dolphin has given us a very large room. They're going to set up all the EV equipment for us. They're going us. to push the beds back against the wall. They are. <laughs> <laughs> Kevin can't move his hands without moving something. 
Sorry. <laughs> Your arms are only like three feet long. Look out. <laughs> I think I knocked Corey's teeth out, but I'm not sure. Sorry. And by room, I mean we're going to get a convention room. Probably right. convention I thought, room. oh, we're going to all like sit on a bed? <laughs> no. Or? We're expecting about 300 people to show up at the live table. That's at, at the absolute minimum, yeah. yeah. And, yeah uh, it's going to be huge. Uh, you're going to need to show your party credentials to get into the podcast taping. Um, we're, we're Just asking, because we're, we're the, the, the room is going to have a limited number of seats and right. we're going to have to limit attendance right. to that. We've asked people on our forums if you want to attend the live taping and if you said yes or no. kind of doesn't matter at this point. However, we're going to make you show the, your credentials to get into the live taping. Again, all this information is going to be given to you well in advance, so don't worry about that. The next thing I want to talk about is the Friday before the party, we have a special seminar planned. We have been talking to a bunch of different people and trying to get this nailed down for a while, and we've run into a couple of roadblocks. John has been working on this for months. And we have uh, secured some people, and while there's nothing officially in writing, I've gotten the uh, commitment from two people who are going to speak at our event. The first person is Lee Cockrell. Who is, is going to be wonderful? Who's a fantastic, fantastic friend of us. Has really become a great supporter of us, and we're very happy to have him come and give us uh, talk to our our group. Um, and trust me, until you've heard Lee talk, I mean, he really is. He really is amazing. He gave an amazing presentation on the podcast cruise. Yeah. I think people are really going to enjoy this. You leave energized. You really do. Yeah. Lee's also going to be signing his book. So if you have his book, bring his book, and he'll sign that for you. If not, they'll be available there. Correct. And our second speaker is uh, something I don't think that anybody here even knows about, except maybe Kevin and Pete. Of course, do you know about it? Yeah. Uh, somebody I've been working on for a while, and that's going to be Marty Sklar. <sighs> Amazing. The Unreal. hair on my arms just I know. Up. It just... <laughs> <laughs> We're very excited. Very, 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 very excited about this. Took some negotiation, took some work to get involved. Big, big thank you. Special thanks to Dave Parfit. He Dave. really helped us get that contact in there and get us to, to really get Marty to uh, agree to do it so that we can get in there and clear up the specifics of it. So he, did, he worked very hard on that. We talked about this a while back. We went to a... Um Disney convention, an earmarked convention a couple of years ago, and they had the biggest room at the Yacht Club, and Marty Sklar talked, and there wasn't an empty seat, and he talked for about an hour and said he was going to go, and the reaction was overwhelming that he should stay. So he stayed and talked about another hour, another 45 minutes or another hour. He could have kept that thousand people, I'm guessing at how many people were in that room, he could have kept them in there for three more hours, and, and they wouldn't have moved. Wrapped attention. I want to make sure people uh, realize that this is a separate event from the party. We're going to be charging a fee to get into this event. We need to cover our expenses. Yeah, that's it. Mm -hmm. uh, Marty has a, a fee that he charges us. There's going to be other expenses involved. So we're going to keep the cost per person to just enough to cover our expenses for the right. event. We are not looking to make any money off this. Correct. Uh, we are just looking to do whatever we can to offset our expenses. This is going to be a very, very expensive party for us. Between the Toy Story Mania party, uh, the podcast, and having Marty Sklar, this is there's a lot that we're doing here. This is also this is also an opportunity that you won't get again. No, no. He's going to speak for an hour, and then he's going to do a question and answer session from people in the audience. So. You're going to have a chance to ask Marty Sklar whatever you want to ask him. Exactly. 
And so am I. <laughs> Marty Sklar, just uh, for those who don't don't know this, he just retired from the Walt Disney Company. He was um, the longest cast member working for the, the Disney Company. He opened all, every single Disney park. Worldwide. Worldwide. He retired as the, I'm going to get his title wrong, but he was the head of Imagineering. Yeah. Um, when, at the point at which he retired. Worked with Walt Disney. I he mean, worked, he worked directly with Walt Disney. So Correct. He worked at Disneyland as a young man. He's the one who um, came up with the idea of that paper, the Disneyland paper that, that and was sold on the streets of Disneyland when it first opened. That's where he got his start. So. He has a window on Main Street. Yeah, he does. <laughs> he I mean, no, he's, he's a Disney legend. Yeah. I mean, he's a, Disney, he's a certified I mean, Disney if legend. If there's a rock star at Disney, it's Marty Sklar. It's Marty Sklar. I he's mean, pretty good looking. Julie's all uh, Julie's attracted by power. For an old man, he looks pretty attractive. Wow. Well, Maybe we can uh, negotiate yeah. that price down a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> There's this pregnant woman who wants you. She uh, wants her belly signed. <laughs> Sign the baby. So we're very excited about that. If you've uh, signed up for the event and you told us you might want to attend the seminar, we're going to get you contact you directly to get you signed up for the seminar, and then we'll also have a way for you to sign up in general for that so and that's going to involve actually separate credentials to get into the seminar that we're going to send you right. separate from the party one of our listeners posted on the boards it was kim Barron, chiurgeon and she said she had purchased her plane tickets and she wasn't changing them for anything unless it was marty sklar <laughs> <laughs> kim call your airline call your airline it's marty so that's great john terrific work he john has been working tirelessly for months planning this and trying to make things happen and you have no idea the effort and time and passion he has put in to putting this event together honest to god he really has uh, done tremendous work so thank you so much john you're welcome and again thanks to dave parfit and dave parfit as well i mean yeah dave dave has done dave did a great job in in uh, making the connections for us and getting us hooked up with marty and um, Dave just seems to be able to get those people to talk to him. We had a wish list at the beginning of doing this. And John, Marty was at the top of the list. John asked me, who would you want to say? If you were going to pay to go to a seminar, who would you want to hear? And it was the top of the list. And I'll be honest, from the moment John mentioned it to me, I said, no way. It'll never happen. You'll never get it. You'll never get it. But, you know, that's what I get for underestimating him. So, Great. Well, that's that's terrific news. We have another... A big announcement uh, to make regarding Project X. We have been talking about Project X for quite a few months now. Um, I did uh, on the podcast crews and on the boards uh, kind of uh, hint around about what Project X was going to be. Uh, I'm sure it doesn't come as any surprise to any of you that Project X is, in fact, our official iPhone app for the Diz, uh, which is going to be released tentatively I'm underlining that word tentatively because we still have a couple of last-minute tweaks to make that we're hoping will be ready. But tentatively, the release date is set for October 29th. We'll be on the iTunes App Store. Um, We have been testing this for the last couple of months. It has gone through a number of revisions. And uh, the app will will, uh, debut on the App Store on the 29th. uh, At the price, $5.99. Now, the reason that we're charging $5.99... Uh, whereas other apps may be two ninety nine, is that this is by far the most extensive Disney app, uh, iPhone app you're going to find out there. Uh, we have over 2,600 points of interest 
uh, in both Walt Disney World and Disneyland uh, mapped. Now, these are two separate apps, by the way. We have one app for Walt Disney World, one app for Disneyland. Um, every restaurant, every attraction, every hotel, every point of interest you can think of. Every restroom, every ATM. Every restroom, ATM. Smoking uh, area. Smoking area. And uh, this is for parks, resorts, downtown Disney. Everything. You name it. The uh, ratings and reviews area from the Diz is included in this so that every attraction, every restaurant, all the ratings that are on the Diz are going to be brought into this app so that you can see what the rating is. You can see the 10 most recent reviews on any restaurant. Uh, you're going to be able to uh, – there's an itinerary planner in there. You can take any one of you know these attractions or these restaurants or anything, add it to your itinerary. Put your flight and hotel information into this. It'll save that information for you. Um, it, it, it's a very, very intensive application, and I'm telling you, this is only the beginning. You'll also be able to write a review from your iPhone. Yes, you'll so be able to review a restaurant or whatever from your iPhone, add it to the Diz database, uh, which is also going to make you eligible for a prize. And the uh, I, I think the thing that I like... Um, not most, but one of the things that I, I really I, I really like about this is that uh, those of you who have tried to use the boards from your cell phone, from your iPhone, realize that while you can do it uh, on your iPhone through the browser, it's not really the most, uh, it's not the easiest experience. Uh, we have created a special skin only available through this application where you'll be able to interact on the boards uh, from your iPhone in a way you could not do any other way. It just simplifies everything. It simplifies it. It makes it so clean. Honestly, it's a great um, – this is a very, very inclusive app, and uh, I think I think you're going to love it. Um, we've gotten great uh, feedback from our beta testers about it. Uh, we are releasing it. Like I said, we're releasing it. Our tentative release date is the 29th, uh, but we are, uh, by January of next year, planning several updates to this. That'll make it even better. Mm-hmm. So uh, next week, all things, if everything works in our favor, on the 29th, we will be releasing e-ticket Walt Disney World and e-ticket Disneyland is the name of the application. It'll be available on the iTunes store. Trust me when I say you are not going to be able to spit on our site without hitting this app. It is going to be everywhere. And we're very, very excited about it. We're very proud of it. We've put a lot of work into it. Uh, we're working in partnership with another gentleman by the name of Josh Kornoff from Los Angeles, who's actually uh, uh, his his day job, so to speak, is he's a special effects expert on Hollywood films. And he's worked on hundreds of Hollywood films over the years, doing special effects and, and, and production work. And uh, the last uh, couple of years, he's been working on developing iPhone applications. He approached, uh, approached us uh, the beginning of this year about working with the Diz, and it's turned out to be a tremendous partnership. Uh, We're really excited about it. We're really happy with it. So stay tuned, October 29th. The question's going to come up. Will um, will this include wait times? No, not right now. Not yet. Not right now. The reason being is that uh, what people, what the other apps are doing for wait times is so inaccurate Mm -hmm. and so un- it's just it's not trustworthy. And the bottom line is we're pretty sure Disney is working on or getting ready to release their own wait times application. And uh, since nobody actually has access to 
the real wait times. Nobody has access to those the, those numbers. Uh, what, what these other applications are doing is, you know, re- re- relying on people who buy their apps being in the park, saying, okay, the wait time at this attraction right now is twenty five minutes, and then they're extrapolating data from that. Um, I don't know how accurate that's going to be, and so right now that is not part and parcel of e-ticket. But that's uh, not to say it won't be in the future. But as of right now, we decided to put our efforts. Is there any restrictions on the phone? Can it be any iPhone, any version? Well, it's definitely, since this utilizes um, GPS and, and uh, Google Maps, Google Satellite Maps, because this is all satellite maps. This is not artist renderings of the parks. These are all uh, satellite maps of every park um, with every location. Uh, so the uh, uh, it's definitely preferential that you have uh, an iPhone uh, with GPS and, and 3G uh, technology. It will work on an iPod Touch. It will work on older iPhones. You just won't get the full functionality. Right. But if you do have an iPhone 3G with GPS, uh, that's the ideal for this. Like if, you, if you're in Epcot, a mission space, and you open up the map, it will center the map where you are, and then you will, see, you will see points around you whether it's shopping, smoking area, dining, and you can just you know zoom in, zoom out from there, scroll around. You can filter. You can just Plus, have it just show you. You're going to be able to filter by things like, let's say you're going to Halloween or uh, uh, Mickey's Not-So-Scary Halloween Party. You'll be able to filter the points of interest in the Magic Kingdom to only show those points of interest that, are, that pertain to Mickey's Not-So-Scary Halloween Party. So you'll know where all the trick-or-treat locations are, what rides are open, what restaurants are open. Uh, same thing will be for the Christmas parties and other special events throughout the year. So uh, this is uh, this is basically a mobile version of the Diz. So uh, some people have asked, are we planning on putting the podcast or Diz Radio onto this? Uh, the answer is no. We're going to be doing that in a separate application. Uh, we're working out some details in terms of Diz Radio uh, in regards to uh, licensing of the music. It's one thing when we stream it over the web. Uh, we go through Live 365. If we want to do it through an iPhone, we have to strike a deal with ASCAP BMI to pay royalties on that. So we're doing some work on that. But um, this is our first pass at this. Trust me when I tell you there is already, I mean, we're, we're releasing version 1.08 uh, is the version that's actually going to be released to the public first. Um, versions 1.5 and 2.0 have already been mapped out. And we expect to have version 2.0 ready uh, by January. And 2.0 will have a lot more functionality in it. Uh, of course, any updates that happen, if you buy the application, you get free updates for life. So you're not going to be charged again if we update in three months. Whatever updates we do, you're automatically going to get. You're going to want to be on board right away with this. So uh, 599 October 29th, iTunes App Store. Be there or be square. Very cool. Very exciting. We've all been working on this for a very long time. A long time. A for, long for one, time. One, uh, uh, we've all had some input into it. Yep. From very little to Everyone's a great been involved. So. Going into the park and having to find the GPS coordinates of a bathroom, and then you had to take a photo of that bathroom. Talk about yeah, strange looks. Yeah. <laughs> Nothing creepy about that. What is this guy doing? And we tried to take pictures without any people in them. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. 
it's fun. Could you move? <laughs> Why is this guy taking a photo of an ATM machine? And last but not least in housekeeping, because this has been a long housekeeping, I just want to send out our best thoughts uh, to our friends in Queensland, Australia, who are dealing with some wildfires. The wildfires are really starting there in earnest right now. Of course, last year, uh, Australia was hit very hard by wildfires. There were a number of deaths and a lot of destruction as a result. And uh, I noticed on the news today that uh, Queensland, which is where Walter and I just were not too long ago, uh, is dealing with some very large wildfires. So I just wanted our friends in Australia to know we're thinking of them and hoping that uh, the wildfires are put under control very quickly. So anybody else have anything for housekeeping? Anyone? Anyone? Bueller? Anyone? All right. We will move on to the news. Our first news story, two baby giraffes have been born at Animal Kingdom. Uh, Walt Disney World Resort said two male calves were recently per- uh, recently purchased, recently <laughs> born at the Animal Kingdom Park. Uh, the calves Bolo uh, was born on October 12th, and... The 166-pound Bruler was born to the mother, Ibuni. What's the matter with Mary Ibuni. and Bob for these names? <laughs> They're supposed to be African yeah. names. Bruler. Why? Do Bruler. the giraffes know? <laughs> the giraffes, like, are concerned about that? Bruley is uh, African for tastes yummy. <laughs> <laughs> the other white meat. The other white meat. <laughs> um, Giraffe. Both cabs stand nearly six feet tall. And could be, yeah, really, babies that stand six feet tall could grow to be as tall as 18 feet as adults. Disney has said the calves are doing well, and they are both feisty and very active. So uh, these are the 13th and 14th calves born at Disney's Animal Kingdom since it opened in 1998. And uh, giraffes at Walt Disney World are bred through the Association of Zoos and Aquarium Population Management Plan, a consortium of zoos and wildlife parks working together to conserve and breed animals. So, congratulations to Bob and Mary <laughs> for having their babies. Baboon. They're six foot babies. So, our next news story um, more depressing news for Orlando's hotels. The occupancy rate for the first week in October in Orlando was a dismal 54.7%, one of the lowest numbers we've ever seen. Um, In addition to revenue per available room, which is a key measure of financial health for the industry here, was $51 a night, which is a 27% drop from the same time a year earlier. The average daily rate for a room was $93.67, which represents a 15% decline uh, for the same period in 2008. In uh, related news, the unemployment rate in Central Florida has now hit 11.5%, which makes us, which puts us number one in the state. Hmm. Um, Even though the state itself is seeing about an 11% uh, unemployment rate, uh, Orlando itself is at 11.5%. Uh, there are a hundred and as as of September, one hundred and twenty eight thousand two hundred and thirty two people were unemployed in the Central Florida area. That is up from seventy three thousand eight hundred and nine the year prior, when unemployment was at six point five percent. And according to uh, reports, 
we will not see a drop back to 6% unemployment until 2016 or 2018. Wow. That is how bad this economy has hit Orlando. Well, they're um, directly related. You can't put people in hotels. You can't keep the people who run those hotels or make the beds. Well, or- the last time the last time we saw unemployment like this was October of 1975. Let's raise the parking rates. Let's raise the let's right exactly. Let's raise ticket prices. Let's raise hotel prices. Let's raise food prices. Let's raise parking prices. This is what happens when you put the cleaning woman in charge of Disney World. So, don't get me started on that. I'm going to go off on a rant. She was going to be our speaker at Dizapalooza. Oh, was she? Yeah. <laughs> we were going to have a celebrity. But she, was, but, she has to do, but she has to clean the bathrooms that day. She can't. We were going to have a celebrity death match. <laughs> she has to clean the bathrooms. Am I wrong? Am I wrong? Is this not the stupidest thing a leader, a leader of a major company could do in the middle of the worst economic crisis in the history of, of, of the country? Is raise the prices on everything. Not just one or two things. Everything. It's just the stupidest thing imaginable. And then wonder why you're sucking wind. Wonder why you have to give your hotel rooms away. Yeah. Apparently free dining wasn't all that popular. No, not if, they're ex- not if they have to extend 7 for 4 into March of next year. And apparently it didn't fill those hotel rooms. No, it hasn't. Half of them sat empty. So it's, yeah. you know, again, this is what happens when you put the cleaning woman in charge. They need to get rid of her. She needs to go. Meg Crofton needs to go. They need to put somebody, I don't know, with a brain and a spine who's not, Mar- who's not uh, what's his name, Jay Rasulo's hand puppet. It should have been, it should have been uh, Matt We Met. Matt We Met should have had that job. I'm telling you right now, Disney World would be doing an awful lot better today if Matt We Met was in charge and the cleaning woman was back cleaning toilets like she should be. But that's a discussion for another time. And we thought there was going to be a rant. <laughs> we, don't know, we don't know how to insti- instigate that, do we? Just poke me with a stick. <laughs> Silly us. Our final news story this week. <laughs> DreamWorks and Disney. Have you heard this? They are now telling their uh, actors that they have to shut up on Twitter and Facebook. Apparently, there has been a problem uh, since Twitter is so popular, with, uh, especially with celebrities. They're going on Twitter, and they are releasing information on oh. their Twitter pages uh, that is, you know, I, I guess undermining marketing of, of, of new projects and things like that. So they are, Disney and DreamWorks both, are really clamping down on their talent, uh, basically telling them that uh, they are not allowed to discuss anything they're working on on Twitter. And uh, this may be why Paris Hilton's most recent tweet about working with Will Farrell uh, was taken down so fast. Um, you said talent, right? Yeah. Well, I'm um, like, she's considered a real actress? <laughs> Well, she's a celebrity. You know, it can be argued whether or not she has any talent. But um, as a as a point of as a point of uh, uh, this this story, um, she had tweeted about doing some work with Will Farrell, and it was removed from her Twitter page apparently very quickly. Uh, Hollywood does have a history of, uh, of 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 controlling what is said, what their uh, 
contractually uh, controlling what their talent says about certain things. But, uh, you know, Twitter and Facebook, these companies are just kind of catching up with the, uh, the, with the technology. So now they're starting to clamp down on this as well. So People in general need to be careful what they put on Twitter and Facebook. Yeah, but you're talking about, you know, you know if Will Farrell or, or some major celebrity wants to put something on his Twitter page or on his Facebook page, really and truly, do you really think Disney's going to be able to stop him? I don't think it would stop them. However, you, they signed confidentiality agreements while they're taping, and this is you know, breach of those, of those agreements that no, say we'll I'm say. not going to talk about my project. But I think in general you're going to see a lot more people uh, realizing that bearing your soul and telling everybody every move you make is not the smartest thing you can do. Really, I mean, well, you know, this is the Ashton Kutcher, Demi Moore effect of, you know, tweeting, I'm in the bathroom right now. Exactly. Um, there's only so much we really need to know anyway. I knew I was right about it when Miley Cyrus gave it up. <laughs> <laughs> she's your touchstone? She is. <laughs> she's, she's John's bellwether for what's going on in the world. <laughs> what's Miley doing? She danced at a pole. Oh, <laughs> stock market will go up. <laughs> <laughs> All right. That is going to do it for the news this week, folks. We're going to move on to the weather, the gorgeous, gorgeous weather we've had. Finally. Finally. Uh, for a short time. Well, yeah. We should, well, you know what? At least we got something. Yeah, It'll come true. back. That's true. The weekend um, is supposed to be warm next week, but the humidity is gone. Yeah, that and makes that's it fine. so much that's better. That's all that matters to me. Uh, you can expect temperatures during the next week. Uh, during the day to be in the mid-80s with lows at night in the mid to upper 60s, which I'll tell you has just been lovely. Being able to sleep with the windows open, especially the last couple of nights having the windows open. Oh, I've slept so good. Slept so good. Mm. So, yeah, fall is finally here. Uh, We are going to have a couple of warm days uh, in the next week, but nothing in the 90s and nothing with oppressive humidity. But... uh, the weather is finally, fall is finally here. Fall has finally arrived in central Florida. So very, very excited. So that will do it for the weather. And we're going to move on to rapid fire. And who would like to Me. go f- first? <laughs> first. There's a shot. Ms. Julie. Mine, it's about the 2009 Walt Disney World Christmas Parade filming. But it's about the Disneyland portion, which is tentatively scheduled to be filmed on Saturday, November 7th in the Disneyland Park. Taping begins early, so if you plan on attending, arrive early. And past performers have included Miley Cyrus. See? They're going to put a stripper pole in the middle the of Main Jonas Street for Jonas Brothers and various Disney Channel stars. Jonas Brothers, who are whose popularity is apparently starting to wane. Their last album did not do anything close to what they hoped it was going to do. Well, they can play the instruments, but... They're Menudo. Their singing talent, I don't believe, is really that great. I know, they're not even Menudo. They're Hanson. They've gotten old. They're they're Hanson with a little bit of longevity, yeah. That's horrible. Well, their fans are 11-year-old girls who are now... Growing up. (laughs) But my guess, they might have someone like Demi Lovato. I know that... Um, Teresa's daughter Grace is a fan of her or Selena Gomez the veritable who's that of Disney (laughs) (laughs) I do I think Selena Gomez can sing and she's really cute on that show Wizards of Waverly Place it's one of my favorites there are some kids that know what I'm talking about out there and parents I TiVo it every week (laughs) I'm surprised that taping is so early November 7th November 7th is that what she said yeah 
<laughs> for the Christmas parade? This is according to our site, so... <laughs> it must be true. It must be true. It better be true. It better be true is right. <laughs> I'm looking at you, Leah. Uh, <laughs> oh, dang. All right. Thank you, Julie. Corey Patrick. I just want to remind everybody about our Twitter page, uh, twitter.com forward slash Diz Unplugged. I'm going to start putting restrictions on my stamp. <laughs> <laughs> I already comply. I was going to say, I already Yeah, I don't Twitter either. I behave. <laughs> um, I know some people want to know, like, if we don't do a show, if you're not on the boards, you know, you can find out this way. We'll try to start uh, tweeting if we're not doing an email show one week. Or which we're not doing, which we have no email show. Thank right, you for right. reminding me. We have no email show this week. I just tweeted that. And, and I uh, posted it on the board. So anytime the uh, the podcast is released, you know you'll get a tweet. Anytime a new blog is added, you'll get a tweet. But next week will be a Facebook to Facebook week. Fun. Good, I like those. So if you want to participate in Facebook to Facebook, where you get to ask questions of the team, not about you know what restaurant to eat in, but if you want to ask questions of the team about us and all that good stuff, you have yes, to, please. You we have love to, you have talking to, about ourselves. You have to friend me. You have to friend me on Facebook. <laughs> Speaking of Facebook, I have another story. This um, this weekend after the Buddy Walk, we, we decided to go to the Food and Wine Festival because the day it was beautiful. Well, it was crazy, crazy busy. I mean, I, I don't think I've I've seen the World Showcases crowded in a very long time. The parking lot was all the like all the way full back to where you actually drive. You know, you're driving past. We'd heard that. Whoa! Yeah. It was it was nuts. So. Just for, just a warning. You so never you, you never know who's watching. Well, the women's bathrooms were like the lines were nuts. Pregnant lady had to pee. Pregnant lady had to pee. So <laughs> I get this message uh, on Facebook today. I was at Epcot and by where John Sakata was singing, I went to the bathroom. I see two people wearing Ferris shirts, and my girlfriend tells me, "Look at the shirts. You think they know Corey and Julie?" Then out of nowhere, I come out of the bathroom. I see you tell Julie, come on and sneak her into the men's room. I can't believe the whole time I was standing next to you. <laughs> Did you? Absolutely. I was going to say, first of all, I see nothing wrong with that. The, the, there was On about, many occasions, I have helped ladies go to the men's room. There was about 15 really? women yes. waiting for the women's room. Strangers, yep. as a matter of fact. And there was no, all the, all the uh, stalls in the men's room were empty. So, like, so but let me just tell you, I don't want to see anybody else's business, okay? You know, besides Corey's. So, I covered my eyes. <laughs> and that's only once or twice a year. <laughs> well, apparently in April or, or April or May. You know how they were talking about celebrities sharing too much? <laughs> really? So, I covered my eyes and I put my hand out. And he led me to the stall, closed the door, go to the bathroom. I'm like, okay, I'm done. And the men in there probably were like, Where's that woman's voice coming from? So I, and I, I open the door. I have my eyes covered. I stick my hand out. He leads me back out. <laughs> you should have seen all the jealous women. <laughs> it was they're sitting there Allie, waiting, holding it. You know, a very Ally McBeal moment. <laughs> uh, yeah, this message came from Alex uh, Zapata. 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 Oh, yeah. So Zapata. you should have just said tranny coming through. <laughs> <laughs> pre-op, pre-op, <laughs> and pregnant. Okay. So <laughs> you never it. know who's watching. <laughs> That's so funny. I told Corey, I can't believe they didn't speak to us, especially after that, you know? Well, now that you mentioned food and wine, I just want to interject here. Uh, Walter and I had gone uh, last week, um, and I have to be honest with you. I have to tell you, I thought the food was superb. And I thought that the size of the portions served were not unreasonably priced for what I was getting. I did not feel ripped off. I did not feel that the food was bad. Um, we had a, we had a great time. 
Yeah, the food was wonderful. Now, granted, I mean, we weren't drinking, so I mean, if I, I don't, you know, I guess obviously the price would be more if you were going around doing the wine pairing. But you know, just in terms of the food, we really enjoyed it. Oh yeah, the food's been was great. Food was excellent. I'm just not impressed with the overall yeah. thing. Well, what, what bothered me was that everything that they normally do that does not involve an additional fee was removed. Yes. The That's only the things left. The me. only things left were the things you have to pay for, mm-hmm. and that shame on them. We went Monday for a couple hours. Well, I just want you to know this is my rapid fire. So, okay, okay. We, well, yeah, okay. We can. But we went Monday for a couple hours. You're we, next anyway, so. We thought of the food we tried. Most of it was very good. Stupidly priced. We got a pizza at uh, Italy. That was literally like one of those Celentano frozen pizzas. It was awful. It was just... Elio's frozen pizza. You could buy a box of 12 for less than I paid for this hockey puck. Yeah, I never eat the pizza. That was not my experience. I mean, I didn't stop. We, we, we didn't eat in Italy, but the places where we did eat, I thought the portions for the price were fairly reasonable. Maybe on the, on the small side, but fairly reasonable. But... The quality of what we were eating was outstanding. I mean, it was really, really good, and I we did not feel ripped off. Of the lobster roll, we decided for we seven dollars. Well, I'm not going to say there aren't individual items. I think, though, the uh, you know we ate in about seven or eight different lands. Um, I had any in uh, uh, many of the uh, the kiosks. I had two yes. of the appetizers, not just one, uh, and. My impression was the vast majority of it was excellent. You don't remember having anything that I didn't, you know, like you took a bite and said, ooh, this is nasty. No, I think it's more it's the experience, you know, going around and trying different things. I don't think you can go in there with the expectation that I'm going to get these massive portions and you're no, going to be can't. full halfway through. We went, um, uh, the day of my birthday we went, I decided to keep every single receipt from every uh, place we went, and I tallied it up at the end. We around the whole world showcase, ate what we wanted, I was drinking here and there. Total was $130 is what we spent. Now, I don't think anyone goes into it thinking you're going to get a bargain. Anyone thinks, you thinks you're going to get a lot of food. I think that there were, in our opinion, probably could have been just where we ate. There were more misses than hits. Just really? the opposite yeah, for us. Me too. One or two good I've been, things. I've enjoyed everything I have. Yeah, I really did. And we had to get the lobster roll just to see what it was about, and it is the saddest thing you've ever seen. I've never life. had it, and I've never well, been tempted to I actually to have order a picture that. of it. It's $7.25. Yeah, I have to say, though, that is the exception, not the rule. I mean... Now, I disagree. I thought... I don't think there's a problem with the portion size, but everything was $5. No. No. We had things that were 3 and $4. Am I correct? I mean... Not very many. I think they do tend to run around $5. Yeah. Well, I, I just what... What I ate, all I'm saying is what I ate was extremely good. I think it may, might also be, you know, choices. We got a and I did not feel I did not feel the least bit ripped off. I did not feel like mm-hmm. I was like, you know, why am I doing this or why am I spending this money? I enjoyed it. The food was good. Was it expensive? Yes. But that's something you have to expect right. to some degree when you eat at Disney. And next year it's going to be more expensive. It will be. We got a soup in Vienna, a mushroom soup. That was really good, but it was literally a cup this size, and yeah. they gave you half for three seventy-five. It's you're working out to be about a buck and a quarter or a buck thirty. Yeah, well, they're not going to give you. They're not going to give you a bowl of soup. I know, but it's got to be semi-reasonable. It's got to be. You got to feel like you didn't totally get ripped off, right? 
at some point. If I, you sat down in a restaurant and ordered a bowl of soup as an appetizer for three dollars and seventy-five cents, how much do you think you're going to get? I think you you're not going to get a bowl of no. You're not in any re, in any reasonable restaurant. You're not going to get a full bowl of soup for three dollars and seventy-five cents. I can't get that at TGI Fridays. I can't pay three seventy-five for a bowl of soup, let alone at Disney. So I don't. I I, I think I disagree. I eat a lot of soup. So do I. I can I can go to Crispers and get a uh, I think it's an eight ounce bowl for three seventy five. Mm, not the places I've eaten. I haven't seen that. Well, I think this is I think a dollar a dollar thirty five a bite for anything you're eating, unless you're eating caviar. I think that's a lot. And again, my rapid fire is I brought a picture of the lobster roll. This is seven dollars and twenty five cents. There were three bites involved. You're talking about that's a, yeah, that's a regular again, size size four. You know, I didn't try the lobster roll, so I'm not saying that every single dish and every single kiosk was fabulous and, and well-priced. I'm saying the stuff that I ate going around was very, very good. And I don't think my palate is that uh, primitive that I can't tell a decent dish when I taste it. Mm-hmm. I, can't tell I, a decent, it, I can't tell decent quality when well, I, I taste I it. What he said was the soup the, was very good. Right, I, I think, just thought you got a ridiculously small amount for three seventy-five well, or 4 I mean, there were some dishes we got were fantastic. I thought were really good. There was a beef stew with a bacon biscuit in Vienna that I, we could, if we hadn't walked past it, we would have gone back and gotten another one. I thought that was the exception. But I think that was five seventy-five for a bite of beef. Well, again... In my opinion, uh, you're right. A, though I'm looking at we prices, fa- it's like fan- three, four, and five dollars. We had a fantastic time. We mm-hmm. had fantastic food, and I would go back again. It's a fun time. We, oh, it's definitely a fun time. I would go back again. I mean, Especially I really, when the weather's nice. Like I liked that they had new, some new menu items. Yeah, I was sad about some things being taken away, but right. there were a lot out there that I've tried they and changed I really it enjoyed. Up. What, what upset me? The only thing that bothered me was that the stuff that was used to be there. As part of the event, like the displays, and the stuff displays and the and the walkabouts and things like that that they used to have the that didn't cost anything, are gone. Now it's just sod. It is. It's just yeah. it is. Over. And that that I think on that aspect, I think they have really failed. Uh, but in terms of the food and the quality of the food, um, I didn't have a problem with the pricing. I certainly didn't have a problem with the. Uh, uh, the portion size. I also like the fact that they really put thought into the kiosks. They seem like more like permanent structures. Yeah, I like that. There's They're not those little tents with the roll-up. But that's been going on for a couple of years I think now. Last year, last was the year, first year oh, okay. they really did. Yeah, we like, started seeing more of those last like year. Like Greece. Yeah. I was disappointed in the oh, when you first walked in the display. Uh, yeah. yeah, that was it's kind, of kind of cardboard. Yeah, it looked kind of chumpy. It did. It was kind of cheap. Yeah. No, there's no question they have cut back. There's no question they've cut back, and there's no question they shouldn't be. Not for the prices they're charging. They should not be cutting back on that stuff. But if I'm going to judge it based on the food that I was served, the price that we paid, I did not feel ripped off. Now, I don't know if they did this last year, but I um, found, found out they did it this year, the, that you can refill your cards at every single little stand. I think last year you could only – I could be you wrong. You could only do it – yeah, at last year you could only do it at certain locations. Well, Wait until work, you try and do that. Though. If the person yeah. who works there knows you can do it because I did ask one and she's like, no, you can only go to one other place to get it filled. When we first went in, I bought everybody a $30 card. So I figured we had $90 to spend for three of us. And we took my mom with us and she eats very small amounts of food. John and I went through $60 in – from America – to Italy. Italy. 
we went through $60. And that was only buying one, I mean, buying one or two things. So, and then we tried to, I tried to refill my card. And while you can do it, it's more difficult than it sounds. Well, we I never it. had a problem. We never had a problem. <laughs> I do like the little cards. I think they're cute yeah. and a yeah. good idea. And again, a piece of advice to people is uh, we have big wrists and we couldn't get the little thing around our wrist. <laughs> right. And you get, get an extra cord. Ah. You can ask at guest services and they'll give you an extra one. Cool. All right, John. Um, I don't really have one. Okay. I kind of had Dizzapalooza and then this got okay. long. So. Walter. Skip me. Okay. Disney's Endurance Series is adding a half marathon to its popular race weekends. The inaugural Disney Wine and Dine Marathon is to take place October 1st and 2nd, 2010. The never-before-run 13.1-mile nighttime race course will track through multiple Disney parks and end up with an after-hours party inside the Epcot International Food and Wine Festival. Spectators can purchase tickets to, par- to the party and help kick off the 15th annual Epcot Food and Wine Festival. The half marathon will be open to ages 14 and older and offers a relay option for a two-person team. Registration will open November 16, 2009. For more information, visit DisneyWineDinnerRun.com. All right, thank you for that, Walter. That'll do it for Rapid Fire this, for this week. We're going to move on to our first segment, and uh, some of you may remember several months ago, um, we had uh, Corinne Fry on the show to talk about uh, taking care of your animals when you're on vacation. Corinne is a, a good friend of both Walter and mine. She takes care of uh, uh, Walter's uh, umbrella cockatoo, Gracie, when we're away. Yes. She's the bird lady. <laughs> she's, also, uh, uh, she's also great with anything having to do with nature, just like Walter. And the two of them came up with the idea that uh, doing a segment on an attraction here in Central Florida that I had no idea existed called Forever Florida. And uh, they went and did that a few weeks ago and uh, are going to report on it for us now. So tell us what you thought of Forever Florida. Go ahead, Corinne. Well, this was, uh, this was well in my comfort zone. I mean, this is... Uh I love anything that's uh, to do with nature. And I know I heard about it maybe a year ago. And um, I went down there just to check it out. And uh, they told me all about the new zip line that was coming in, which I couldn't really even imagine and perceive what it would be. So, yeah, um, zip line in Kissimmee is... No, and they tried to tell me it was going to be on the, you know, as high as the treetops and, and that sort of stuff. So I thought, well, I'm definitely going to go back. So this was a perfect opportunity, I think. And uh, I had a way... I had a, a, an incredible time. And, um, and I think uh, a lot of people need to, to uh, check it out. It's definitely a change of pace. If you wanted to, uh, a day off from the theme parks, this would be a great opportunity. And you could fill up an entire day. Really? There's, there's a lot to do there, yeah. Well, actually, they do um, even two, three days because they do camp out under the stars and, and campfire cooking and, and uh, horseback trail riding. Um, so they've got a lot of things going on there. But we filled our day. We uh, booked three things. We booked the zip line in the morning, didn't we? Yes. And um, then we did the coach safari. And then right at the end of the day, we decided to, to mount the horses and go on a one-hour horseback trail riding and i'm glad we were on horses because we were pretty tired by it, was, <laughs> it was a long day where is this located it's uh it's in cloud yeah it's so uh, that's that, where we live yeah yeah i'm still not doing it can it can <laughs> you ever even heard of it it's off of I, I road 
I don't like cooking outside. I don't like zip lining. I don't like horses. I'm just not. <laughs> it's just not his thing. I like cooking horses. <laughs> no, but seriously, where do you know where it is? I don't. It's so be- funny. Off of, wait, what road did you say? Keenanville Road. I don't know where that is either. I mean, you're in the middle of nowhere once you get there. I mean, once you start going, you're in the heart of... About how far from Disney World would you say it is? Well, they say it's about an hour. It's about 30 miles. Really? It's straight It's straight um, east of Disney. Well, St. Um, Cloud is the- 17 miles, so you really were on the other side of St. Cloud. Oh, yeah. yeah. Out there, and you feel it. I mean, I mean, I said to to Walter, the day starts from the moment you get past the Kissimmee because you just start winding down. You go past miles and miles of nothing. When you start, when you stop seeing sort of the Burger Kings and the and and yeah, <laughs> you know you're the strip out there. Balls. Well, yeah. No, we ate at what was it, the Kenansville Restaurant? Oh, we must go back there. It was a ho- the Hollapal Restaurant. Oh, Hollapal. Okay. Hollapal. Okay. You're up at Hollapal. <laughs> Don't get excited. Hollapot is a wet spot in the road. <laughs> it's not a big place. Is that the one right on 192? Yeah, that's the right. Uh, yeah. I guess that was it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. You know, that was it. From Disney, you get on the 192 and you go keep going east and east and, you know. And If you keep going east on 192, you'll go right past where John and I live. And if you keep going for about 45 miles, you'll end up in the Atlantic Ocean. Well, we so, weren't quite that far. Right. Halapa <laughs> <laughs> is, um, I know where you mean now. I'm sorry. Go ahead. And how did you hear about this place? Because I've never even heard of it. I, I, I'd heard about the, I know the people at the Eco Safaris, and they were telling me about it. And I went out and checked it about it 12 months ago, but they hadn't got the zip line. And I didn't do anything. I just went out and, 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 and looked it over. But, um, it was. It is well worth going out there. You know, you really feel you're out there. It's a change of pace. Um, so, talk to me about your day. What? How, how, how did they start? What, what did you do first? Have breakfast because she got to have grits. She never had grits before. <laughs> Corinne, you. you've never. It was had- an experience. I mean, uh, it was an experience just being in the restaurant alone. I mean, you know, it's um, and um, they actually do frogs legs, which I didn't know. And I said to Walter, they. I mean, I'm sort of from Europe and only the French do the frog's legs I can't imagine having them served up French not rednecks but yeah I mean they had them on sale for a pound uh, however much it was but yeah they had a bunch of frog leg specials but she she passed on that okay this really isn't where John and I live (laughs) (laughs) well now now beyond the restaurant talk to me about the so we we get there um it's a beautiful place they have this huge log log cabin Mm -hmm. you go in you check in um now, did you have to make these reservations in advance, or is it something yes, you can just the, show up and... For the zip line, you have to do it in advance, because they have to have someone there to make sure you know, that they take you on the zip line, because there's always staff with you. Right. So, yes, you do have to let them know in advance you're going to do the zip line. So the zip line, you know, it takes two hours. We, it took two hours to do the zip line, and you go through, zi- through seven different particular stations, and um, you get met um, by, your, by your guy. You get driven out on this huge sort of like safari jeep thing, which is five feet up in the air, and you see all sorts of, you know, wildlife even getting out to the zip lines, and then you're met by the zip line crew um, who you take you through the procedure of putting your harnesses on, your helmets on, and you sort of do a little bit of a, what was it, about 10-minute trek out to the first tower? Yeah. And um, I must confess, I knew of all the things that we were going to do that day, this was going to challenge me because I don't like heights. Um, I yeah, just I couldn't imagine. I didn't know how I was going to handle it and deal with it, but, um, you know, it had... 
How do you feel? I usually don't have a problem with heights, but after we did the first zip line, I didn't know if I could do the second one. I mean, it was just, it was pretty scary because you got to walk up this tower and then, you know, you get to the edge and you pretty much got to jump off the tower and you, you know, zip to the the next tower. But it was, it was a little more um, than I had anticipated. I was, I was surprised that uh, I I was just afraid of it. Oh, so we finally found something you were afraid of. Yeah, the first one I was afraid of. And then after that, it was great, but. No, Corinne was the one who was afraid of heights, and she she loved it. Twenty five miles an hour, huh? Twenty five miles yeah. on the website, right? Fifty five yeah. feet high. For me, the worst thing was actually climbing the towers because they move. They 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 do a little. Well, it was they it, move a little. They bit, sway yeah, a little yeah. bit, but I was sort of like white knuckle, hand over fist going up the rail. You got to think there's. That's flat land out there, so yeah. it's not like you can start on the top of a mountain. Mm-mm. They have no. to get you, you have up to, to that climb height. on top of the tower to, to jump off. And you yeah. are up in the tree tops, and you're in a flat pa- platform that really hasn't got any railings around it. Once you're up there, you're up in a, like a bird's nest. You might as well be, and um, and you they zip you is they zip you in and they say, okay, now jump, and you think about it too long, and you. <laughs> you don't want to jump, but you it's jump, unbelievable. Yeah. It's unbelievable. Now, how high up are we talking? Fifty-five feet. Fifty-five feet. Yeah, yeah. Now, is this on paper? That doesn't sound now, bad, now, but in real life, okay. Now, when you're holding on, you know, there's the thing you hold and you, you ride. Uh, but they have the harness hooked to the whole time you're there. You're hooked to something, so you cannot possibly fall. You know, there's a um, unless there's the a, line snaps. There's a Halloween <laughs> zipline thing they yes. do. In yes, the they do at night. Now, that I can't awesome. imagine. I mean, you say 55 feet, that's hard to imagine, but when you say treetops... Yeah. They're in the treetops. Right. And you're talking about uh, you're talking about uh, wetlands. Yes. So you're talking about old trees in old Florida. Mm-hmm. I don't know how you did it. And you're zipping over uh, gators and swamp and Yeah, I think, yeah, what's below is. you? Yeah, well, exactly. those trees. And oh, then the, the other thing they don't tell you about is, you know, once you got over the hurdle of just... just Jumping off into nothing, you've got to think about your landing as well, um, which I found fascinating. You can sort of, you know, practice your expertise about zipping forward or backwards or just going around in Actually, circles. Actually, it's hard to stay fo- uh, facing forward. After you do it a couple of times, you can ca- – no, but once you jump off, I mean, you just start swaying, you know, sort of backwards and sideways and everything else. So it's, really? hard, it's hard to stay straight. Yeah, it gets better and better, doesn't it? It just gets better. (laughs) But you know, there's a whole bonding thing goes on there. I mean, I I found I came away from yeah between you and Jesus. (laughs) I don't want to die, Jesus. Please don't kill me. Yeah, they also have two rope um, ladders. Yeah, bridges. Bridges. Yeah, that you got to walk across. And the thing that was weird was they knew Corinne was afraid of heights, and they had no problem messing with her. Uh, I won't tell you exactly what they did, but she was on it, and you know the guy jumps on the. uh, Rope bridge. Oh, I throw them off. So it's just going I throw them off. Up and down, up. And um, it was funny. They knew she was afraid, and they were, like, having fun with her. So they were very friendly staff, yeah. They were great. Oh, yeah, that's friendly. Yeah. Are you paying per activity, or is it a bundle? Yes. Well, they had bundles that day. Yeah, you can package it up. Um, You've got the the, the coach safari, you've got the horse, and you've got the zip. And you can can pick and choose what and how much you do. Um, So they're individually priced. So how much was it for you guys to do... It was $75 for the... Well, they give Florida residents a 10% discount. It's 85 for the zip line, so it was 75 for Florida residents. And then it's um, 25 I think, for the coach safari um, and 40 for the horse trail, for an hour horse trail. Um, so, you know, you can have a 
you can have a really good day of it out there just, you know, for, um, for what, about 130, something like that? Yeah, and like I said, if you, they do have packages where if you do more than one, you end up saving money. The Eco Safari was very interesting. They have cows which are descendants from the first cows brought over from with the uh, de Leon. Wow. Yeah, so they're a special species, and um, they show that. They, they all talk with a French accent. <laughs> I have found the fountain of youth. That was my French accent. Did you get no, it? it's a cow. Lemieux. <laughs> I'm really 475 years old. You you learn a lot. They're very very knowledgeable. Um, like I said, half of it is a ranch, half of it is wildlife uh, sanctuary. So um, you go through, you see their cows, and then you go and you get to uh, experience. Uh, natural Florida, and like I said, the guys are very uh, knowledgeable what they're doing. Uh, so they they tell you everything. You go to a uh, what's the, the main thing we went to? The walk, the the, the boardwalk, the boardwalk. Yes, mm-hmm. and you walk around uh, over the swamp, and you see. I mean, if, for people who don't live in Florida, well, even if you do live in Florida, it's pretty interesting. But there's a lot of romeliads. There was native orchids. There's you know, ferns. There's everything you can imagine that grows in Florida. Gigantic uh, cypress trees, um, Spanish moss. I mean, if you, especially if you're not familiar with that, it would be very interesting. You, you would definitely enjoy yourself. They have See, group I, events. Uh, Dizzapalooza 2010. What do you think? No, I'm thinking more like we should do a reality show. I'm a podcaster. Get me out of here. Yeah, right. <laughs> they have quite a few events that you can I'm spend I'm a dizzer. Get me out of here. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to be but, sick that day? I don't feel so good. <laughs> but, you know, the, if the zip line's not for everybody, I think there's, you know, you can either, the, the coach, this coach safari, you just sit in this great big sort of like the, the Jeep. And, Swamp uh, buggy type thing. Yeah, and it's just fun. And, um, you know, it's just fun to to get out there. And like I say, it's a, it's a change of pace. And you really feel like you've gone back in time. Um, and it's almost like the frontier. You're not really, and when you learn very quickly, you don't call them cowboys because that's really taboo. You call them cow hunters as the the early Floridian Because it takes, it takes a man to do that job. So they are not cowboys. They are no, not cow boys. hunters. What other animals did you see on the safari? Oh, they have deer, wild hogs, all kind of birds. Gators. Yeah. Eagles, oh, yeah. Ga- yeah. Oh, yeah, of course. Yeah. I keep forgetting. When you live in Florida, you don't think about a gator. But, yeah, they had gators. Um, but it's a, it's, it's a 47,000 acres here, there, wow, and it is it is absolutely breathtaking. I mean, just not if you don't see anything, um, because it's you know it is what it is, and and and, and wildlife will come out when it wants to, and, and not because it's. And I don't think a, a lot of people realize how beautiful uh, Florida, untainted native Florida, is. native Florida mm-hmm. is because it really is. I mean, it's stunning, right? One of the most stunning places I think in the country. Uh, is to see some of the, the, the natural side of Florida. You don't see much of it when you come to Orlando no. on vacation because, you know, we've got theme parks and hotels and restaurants. Because when you try to do the commando theme park every day, it's easy to get burnt out, you get tired, all that stuff. If you wanted to, to take a, a day to relax, this would be the perfect perfect thing to do because you could, you could fill up an entire day. There's petting zoos, there's pony rides, there's the zip line, there's echo... Safari, And we're going to have a, a link to their website on the show notes page, podcast.wdwinfo.com, which will give you uh, details on all the various activities available. They have horse rides. At uh, Forever, Florida. Of course, the main one is you're on horses, which are trained to follow the main horse. And so, you, so you did the zip line, yep. and you survived that. 
Yes. And then your next piece was? Echo Safari. The Safari. Safari. Yeah. Yeah. Echo Safari, you said? Echo Safari. Echo, sorry. (laughs) And how long did that last? That's um, about two hours. Yes. Really? Yeah, we, we, I, I wouldn't recommend that you do three. I would choose two of the, of the things they have there because that would give you a full day. But the time we did our third thing, which was on the horses, it's, it's, a, it's, it's, a, it's long, a long day. It's a very long day. And you've oh, yeah. gone over the same place three times. I mean, because, you know, the, the Echo Safari goes, the horses go too. Because, you know, if you're riding horses, it's going to be different if you're in like a swamp buggy. Right. So they do essentially the same thing. So there's no reason to do both. Um, like I said, the Eco Safari, I mean, Echo Safari uh, was great. Very knowledgeable people. Anything that was going on, they could tell you about. If you had any question, they could answer it. Um, it was quite enjoyable. And it, like she said, it was like two hours. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And if you want to sort of, if, especially for the f- sort of like the fellow Brits who, you know, would like to do the city slicker thing and just be the, the you know, to, to be out there and be the cowboy for the day, I think this is the nearest thing you can you can be and you only be in Florida and then you can jump back into the theme land, you know, theme park land. Um, but I am definitely would like to go back because I want to do the, uh, they do a cattle drive, a weekend cattle drive out there. Where you, oh, really? You, you, you ride out and uh, you spend the night under the stars and you... I'm sorry, but you you do the food, the camp, you know, the the, the campfire, and um, and you can round up the cattle there on the ranch, which really really appeals to me. You don't but have to apologize to me. I well, just know that when I'm out of my element, and this I would be. I consider the trees in the mall the woods. But they have rocking horses on the on just on the on the deck at the um, at the I'm even the big house. The lodge, yeah. You you would not be happy there. No, I'm it's even just afraid of them. A good restaurant. I see on the website they offer an overnight horseback safari. Yes. Yeah, yeah. A two-day, one-night overnight horseback. If you, if you don't know how to ride a horse, you just take the regular one. Like I said, they walk. They never even trot. It's, pretty, it's actually quite boring. If, um, so you just follow the lead horse. But what she wants to do is the cattle drive because if you are more into riding horses and you know what you're doing, you can actually help them round up cattle. Right. You learn roping. Roping skills and cow cutting. And I was surprised of all the overnight activities that they had. Um, he was telling us about one. They had a group of Russians there. And they were um, around the campfire, I guess, drinking vodka. And it was really hot. So next thing he knows, they're all naked in the pond swimming. And um, he was just saying they were the Russians were throwing down that night. So a good time was had by all. But... <laughs> We missed that one, didn't we? We missed that one. <laughs> <laughs> I might go see the drunk, naked Russians. <laughs> I would definitely recommend it. Like I said, if you need a break. And it's just something that you would never normally get to see. Because like you said, native, natural Florida is really hard to find. But this was this is stunning. And especially when you add the, the, the ranch to it. And like she said, it's 47? Wait, 4,000? 4,700. 4,700, yeah. Square, square. You took pictures? Yes, I do. I, I got my pictures. I'll make sure we load it up okay. uh, with her right. right up. Okay. But it's, it's a very large place. Um, we could uh, highly recommend it. The zip line is very exhilarating if you like that sort of thing. Uh, if you're sort of a daredevil type, it's... Well, I, I'm trying to think if there's if I've heard of any other areas around here that offer a zip line. I don't think I have. Um, I think mm. this is... I mean, there it's may be. It's hard because Florida's flat. I was thinking. Yeah. yeah. Well, they, they've had this for a long time. The zip line just came on, and I think that's made a big difference for them. Um, their attendance has really shot up because of the zip line. And like Corey said, for the um, um, Halloween, they have a nighttime zip line. That would be frightening. Uh, haunted stuff and all sorts yeah. of things. 
and crap coming out of the trees at you. <laughs> but you know, the one thing that, that for me with the zip crew, you feel safe. You don't feel there's an element that you're going to, um, there's in that sort of danger. It really is you battle yourself against your own, your own sort of fears. fears. And I came away, and it, not only was it fun, but I came away as if I really, really had achieved something. Um, and, you know, you learn a little bit about it yourself. So, well, um, especially if you have a fear of heights and you right. go and face a fear like that, sure. Right. You, when you get there, you do have to sign your life away. So. Oh, yeah, yeah I imagine, yeah. Mm-hmm. Because by the time we got there, I well, said... Well, that's true with any zip line. I mean, right. You know. But when I got there, I said, y'all could pretty much shoot us on sight. There's nothing we could do because we just signed away every right we had. <laughs> but like she said, you never feel unsafe. They've got you latched onto uh, safety hooks with your harness. So really... You'd have to work pretty hard to get injured in any way. You, you totally felt safe. It was. Um, they they you could tell they were professionals. They uh, they done a lot of them. They know how to make you feel comfortable. Like I said, they, they knew that she was afraid, and they still could joke around in, in a way that was fun. So we uh, we enjoyed it. We would love to go back and do it again. Absolutely, in a heartbeat. And that's Forever Florida, located in the same cloud. The website foreverflorida.com. We're going to have links to that in our show notes page, podcast.wdwinfo.com. Uh, sounds really good. Sounds really good. Sounds like we you had really fun. enjoyed yourselves. I could highly recommend it, especially if you had kids. Um, Something different. Very different. And like I said, between the pony rides, um, petting zoo, all the other things they offer, you could make a full day. You know, especially if you, if, if you enjoy Animal Kingdom and you've done Animal Kingdom and you want something, you want a different experience. You know, I, I, again, I think... One of the reasons I like talking about this stuff on the show, because we've talked about a few different things in the show um, uh, regarding uh, the other side of Florida, uh, is that it really does give you a glimpse into what Florida was like before it was all paved over and developed. You guys talked about um, the boat ride down the Wakiva River also. Mm-hmm, that was wonderful. That's another place where you can see what Florida used to look oh, like. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. The Wakiva, Wakiva Springs, the Wakiva River is awesome. So, well, well, thank you very much, uh, Walter and Corinne. Well, yeah, we're going to find some more natural Florida things and do. So we'll be. Absolutely. We'll be back. Great. Well, again, thank you both, uh, Corinne and Walter, for that. Um, before we move on to our next segment, I do have a, a surprising little announcement I want to make to everyone. We will have a special guest joining us, uh, most likely next week, if not the week after, Will Perry. Oh, cool. Yay. Yay. That's nice. Wow. Will Perry's going to be coming out. And, uh, it's coming out <laughs> from Indiana. <laughs> from down. Indiana, is it sweeps week? Oh, Le- shut up! <laughs> <laughs> Already, you're starting to pick on the poor guy. He's not even back yet. He's coming from the dragon boat races. Is he? I got to start writing my hick jokes. Now. I can't begin to tell you how excited I am. I cannot it's begin nice to tell to you. Same here. How excited I am to see him again, and uh, he's going to be doing some work with us. Uh, very, 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 very excited. Uh, really glad we were able to work that out. So. Uh, so absolutely tune in for next week's show if you want to talk to Will. I'm going to talk about what he's been working on since he's uh, uh, been out in Indiana. He's uh, done some great work on his own website. Yep. And uh, so we're very excited about that. So I just wanted to make sure because I just uh, we just took a break and I checked my emails and confirmed that he's coming out. So. Yeah. GetRacingInfo.com is his website. Quick plug. Yeah, if you're a NASCAR fan, it is to NASCAR what the Diz is to Disney, honestly. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's got a great podcast and... Uh, great website, discussion boards, the whole nine yards. So, all right, our next segment, uh, Leah Zanola, our senior, uh, Diz senior editor, um, 
uh, is is here. Uh, you you haven't actually like sat. Have you sat in on the show yet? Mm-mm, no, no? This is the first time. You got to talk into the mic though. First time. <laughs> <laughs> actually, we're gonna we're gonna loud you up a little bit. Um, and uh, Leah is in town uh, with her husband Dave and their son Jacob, and uh, she had an idea to do a little uh, experiment, um, having some of our team go around the Magic Kingdom and Hollywood Studios. Uh, checking out counter service restaurants to see how well they could handle special dietary requests. We know that when you go into sit-down restaurants at Disney World, they're usually pretty good, but we weren't sure about uh, the counter service. So you sent people around looking for gluten-free. Yeah, and we're calling it Disney Impossible. We're um, sort of copying it from Dinner Impossible from the Food Network. The chef on that show is given a task right before, you know, right before he goes out and like he has to make dinner for like 300 people in eight hours you know or something and he has to cook it on a beach over a fire or something something crazy so we wanted to see what would somebody who doesn't use our site to research everything you know they're not the disney nerds like all of us who super plan everything before they come what would they do if they just came to disney and wanted to eat gluten-free um i don't know if you guys all know what gluten-free is if you have celiac disease you can't eat wheat and so it's breads pastas it's in ranch dressing Soy sauce, you know, all kinds of. And this is know. actually kind of common. I mean, this mm-hmm. is not yeah. unusual. Uh, yeah, request. it's actually, and it's becoming more common. People are actually figuring out that this is something that they have. Um, Dave's sister can't eat gluten, and so that's why it's something that we've actually thought about. Um, and that's one of the reasons we got an email a while back from Jenny Cross to the podcast account, and she's traveling in November and wanted to know where can she take her. I think it's her sister-in-law, and where can they go and eat gluten-free, um, and. Dave's sister, um, Laura, had said that at all the t- table service places she was able to eat gluten-free because the chef will come out and they'll make, you know, make everything special for you and there's not a problem um, getting it there. But we had been told that Pecos Bills had gluten-free buns. And so we went there just to ask and we just get a bun and they had no clue what we were talking about. So that's what we just wanted to test. Everybody, you know, they say that you can get it, but can you really get it? Um, so we went. It was Teresa, Kathy... Dave and I, and we went to the Magic Kingdom and just wanted to try out all the counter service restaurants. So, Kathy, where did you, you went to Pinocchio's? We went Pinocchio's the first, first night. Okay. And so we were just looking to see what happens. Does it take a long time? Does it cost extra? Do you have to talk to somebody special? Do they know what's going on? Um, I went to, let's see, I went to Pecos Bills. I had to speak with the manager, and he knew exactly what I was talking about. He didn't need to get out the allergen book or anything. He just told me, yes, you can have this, 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 and this. There's no extra cost. you know. And so he knew exactly what was going on. What did you find out at Pinocchio's? At Pinocchio's, we went. It was, it was pretty busy, and the cashier like, basically didn't want to bother at first. And then when we insisted, they went and they had to call a coordinator. And by the time the coordinator came, I think that was like 15 minutes we had to wait. So my advice would be if, if your family's screaming hungry, don't wait till they get to that point. Yeah, or if you know you have a food allergy, send the person ahead. That's what we did a lot of times with his sister. She would go like 20 minutes early to the restaurant and order her food. And then it took them like 10 minutes after we ordered at Pinocchio's. And the only thing that they had there was pizza. And they didn't bring out a book like they did at all the other places that we went to. That so was the your- only thing they offered that was gluten-free. Was their mm-hmm. gluten-free pizza. Yeah, and it was something that they have to make special. Did you eat the gluten-free pizza? Yes, I took one for the team. <laughs> <laughs> You're a pro. Yeah, and, and it's not good. 
Why, what, what, what was it about it that was not good? Well, since I don't have that problem, it just – I didn't think you could make a bad pizza. But this without, Oh, Disney can make a bad pizza. Well, I've had their pizzas, and it was good compared – the gluten the, – the, You've had a good pizza on Disney property? Well, oh, you're from Pittsburgh. Never mind. Well, <laughs> compared to what a we had – fast food pizza. Yeah, the fast food – and the pizza is like a little bit larger. It costs more. It was $9 and something with tax. And it comes out and it looks really, you know, like the really cheap 99-cent pizzas, they look much better than this pizza. And you just looked at it and you went to, like, tear it. You know how usually pizza... It's, like, stretchy. Yeah. There's, like, yeah, there's some texture to it. With this, there's, like, no texture. I mean, it was... We decided it was, like, cornmeal, right? Yeah, we got... The next day we went to Hollywood Studios and um, at Pizza Planet we got the gluten-free pizza. And it's, yeah, it's like cornmeal. And I was cutting it because I don't know how many there were of us, like eight. And we were all going to taste it and it just sort of falls apart because the gluten is the protein that holds the... Kind of binds it, yeah. 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 So I didn't think the pizza was that bad. Everybody else thought it was disgusting. Well, the second one at Pizza Planet was good because it had pepperoni that sort of cut the taste. The first one was just a cheese okay. pizza. Yeah, good, it's just really a crumbly... Good pizza and Pizza Planet all in the same sentence. Uh, yes, she sir. hit her head. You need, extra, you, need, you need extra things that taste better, like gluten. Could you, could you put some gluten on my gluten-free pizza? Yeah, it was... Yeah, I mean... Well, and I suppose it depends if you're not used to eating, you know, if, you're, if you can't get gluten, and now you're like... You know, pizza. You know, you may not be able to get that at home. Like where we live, we live in such a small area, you couldn't eat gluten-free without just eating just fruits and vegetables. I mean, we don't have Whole Foods and, you know, all those kind of places. We have Walmart. I mean, That's it. couldn't you so, get like a salad and a grilled chicken breast in most places? You could, yes. But I know from his sister, she gets sick of just having salad. And yeah, I mean, that would be, you know, if you were in Disney for seven days... Just yeah. having chicken breast and salad. Yeah, and they will make the salad. They'll take just not put croutons on it. Um, and I'm pretty sure that all of Disney's dressing is gluten-free. They use Ken's, and I know that she can have Ken's dressing. And so most of the time, you know, you could get dressing, but you get tired of it. But like at the All-Star and the Pop Century Resorts, you can have the chef make you waffles or pancakes or something that's gluten-free. So at least in the mornings, you can have, you know, real food. So you, said, you couldn't eat a salad for breakfast. You said you did Cosmic Rays? Yeah, I went to Cosmic Rays. The manager that I spoke to actually was gluten-free or had celiac disease, so she knew. You know, he had from no each. texture? Yeah, she had no <laughs> texture. No, um, but she knew exactly what I, what I couldn't eat. Um, and she said that I think they had a barbecue pork or something, and they just wouldn't put the barbecue sauce on it. And so they can do things like so that. Pork. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Shredded pork with nothing on it. Mm. Yes, on a gluten-free bun, which we tasted, and they're kind of nasty. Yeah, those were nasty. What were the yeah. other choices? You said there was a bunch at... But uh, is this... I'm sorry, go ahead. I'm just curious what the other choices were at uh, Cosmic Rays. Because um, that's really fast foodie hot dogs, hamburgers, chicken fingers. Yeah, their list says... Because we, we got information from Walt Disney World Food and Beverage just so we would know what we were looking for. And there is extra stuff that's not on the list that we found out. Um but there's um, a rotisserie chicken. A ha- almost every place is just a hamburger and hot dog with the energy foods bun, which was gross. We tasted mm-hmm. it. Um, I don't know if it's different from any other gluten-free bun. It was just really dry and sort it just of fell, sort of apart. fell apart. Just <laughs> so, like the pizza. Because it was missing the gluten. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But they can do, anybody, any restaurant can do special fries for you. They can bake them in the oven. Which and then they're totally separate from all other fries. A few places actually have a dedicated fryer, and so their chicken fingers and stuff are not put in it. So you can have the fries at some restaurants just you know straight from the fryer. 
I would think that most people who have this condition understand the basics of what they can and can't eat. Right. So what you're looking for is what can they have that's sort of off the menu and still be sort of have a hot dog. Well, yeah, at counter service restaurants. Yeah, just be able to find something because, I mean, everything is fried, you know, in the oil that's mixed with everything else. You can't have the chicken fingers thrown in because it's been breaded. Um, Although I went to Columbia Harbor House and they made me special chicken fingers. And I don't know if they baked them or if they fried them, but they were way better than David's. Um, and so, really? yeah, they use tapioca and rice flour to do everything. And so, and they were really good, but I only got three of them. Um, and then I got fries. And so now, did it take longer for these orders to come out? Yeah. Depending on where you went, if you went for pizza, um, at pizza planet, I think was 12 minutes. And then you said yours was like 25. By but the there, time everything got done, yeah, it was about There 25. weren't many people at pizza planet at all. So that's probably part of it. Yeah. But even if you just got the bun, it was at least five to 10 minutes extra. And I don't know if they just have them frozen, maybe, and have to pull them out. Now, I, again, not uh, not being someone who's at all familiar with what's required on a gluten-free diet, i got to wonder if someone with celiac disease just accepts that they're going to eat food that is kind of crampy. Because I think it's it got no gluten in it. I think it depends if they want to try and eat. I don't want to say normal, but if they want to try and have a bun with their meal or if they want to just look for something else. If you're trying to replace something that is supposed to have gluten in it, then it's not going to taste normal. Yeah. You know, but they could get salads that are that taste normal. And, you know, it was um, the ABC commissary said they could do the Asian salad and all they would do is take off the little crunchy um, noodles that they put on there and then change the dressing. And so that's not anything really different from what we would get. Right. You know, so they don't always have to make something special, but that's what we just wanted to see. You know, do they, do they have to make something special? Does it cost more? And it, if you got the buns, you know, if you're getting hamburger, hot dog, those were the same price. Everything else was more like the pizza was, it was almost three fifty more. I mm-hmm. think at pizza planet. Now all the places Are you, you went kidding? to. Mm-mm. Really? Well, and actually the last time we went with his sister, the whole week she was wow. eating pizza and they charged the same price and the last day, all of a sudden they charged her like double the price. And she said, I have my receipts, I've been paying, you know, the same price all week and they said, Oh no, it's gluten free and she said, Yeah, I've been eating gluten free all week long. Yeah, so, I didn't just get celiac disease yesterday. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't <laughs> know if it just depends overnight. on the place. But Kathy said she had heard that they were doing that more for on the Diz there was a thread that, that now Disney says they need to recover their costs for providing this, so they were going to charge extra for any of the gluten-free. Or- yeah, because they're, 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 they, there's no profit margin whatsoever on the, on the fast food they're serving now, right? Well, and if you looked at the pizza that we had, we had, I mean, it was a small paper plate. Mm-hmm. I mean, it wasn't like a nice-sized pizza for almost $10. Yeah. It was no, basically it was, like a little personal pizza. It was bigger, a little bit bigger than a personal pizza, but not by much. The one at Pizza Planet was bigger than the normal pizza that you'd get there, because um, they did sort of have to overlap it onto two plates. But now, all the places you went, you had to get a coordinator for every one of them, or yeah. did some of the cashiers? Some know? of the cashiers sort of knew, but none of them told you anything. They just acted like they knew what it was to be gluten intolerant, and then they'd go get somebody to talk okay. to you. What and was the easiest? I'm sorry. What was the easiest place to deal with of all the places you went to? Um, Pecos Bills. That manager knew everything right off the top of his head. Now we didn't eat there. We just asked all the information, but he didn't have to look anything up. He just rattled off everything. Everybody else. 
um, sort of new, but they got out the books. And probably part of that's to cover themselves, too, because they'd hand it to me and have me read all the ingredients. But then... Well, this is why I think the cashiers won't answer the question. mm -hmm. They get the manager out. Yeah. Same reason when you go to a restaurant on Disney property with special... A dietary Peanut restrictions, they bring right. they bring the chef out. Yeah. The chef well, always comes out to the table. The manager actually goes back and makes the food specially. It's not one of the cast members in the back making it. The manager that you speak to goes back and makes your food. Hmm. And that way they know that it's, I mean, it has to be on a separate cutting board, Liability with knives. a capital L. Hmm. Yeah, everything has to be totally separate from the rest of the kitchen. At Pinocchio, they didn't even bring out a book. They just wanted, it's pizza. You right. Know, like with an attitude. So I approached it with like... <laughs> Like, maybe you were just newly diagnosed, and maybe you didn't know a whole lot. So I guess what I learned from this is you really need to do your research mm -hmm. before you even Mm -hmm. get to Disney. Yeah, because one of the places, um, I think it was Columbia Harbor House, and that's where I actually ended up eating. They brought me the book, and the manager said, and he, he he wasn't a very old guy, so I don't know how long he'd been doing it, but he showed me all this stuff and said, oh, yeah, you can have this. But one of the things listed in the salad dressing was modified food starch, and that's an iffy one. Sometimes it has gluten sometimes it doesn't and so i had to say no you can't you can't tell people they can have this because it says modified food starch and i think another one just said spices and natural flavors well what does that mean what what are natural flavors right sometimes it's fine sometimes it's not and so some of the managers they knew where to find the information they all knew that which is something that we also wanted to to see but they didn't all really know what they were talking about you know they wanted me to to look at it and you know i'm i was pretending to be gluten-free and so i didn't want to say you know oh yeah i can definitely have that because i didn't then want them to tell the next person that walks in you know right oh yeah well i talked to this other girl and she says you can have this so you know they they at least had the allergen book but like kathy said if you were newly diagnosed you may not know all that stuff and i only know it because i've traveled with somebody who's had to deal with this right so yeah so it was a really interesting experience was there any Um, one place that had no idea and just sort of fell apart when you asked them? Mm, no. <laughs> Had a no. nervous breakdown. Mm. I don't Throws know. The they all started crying. <laughs> that's the place I want to go to. <laughs> I, I would think that's another one of those things that maybe you want to think about going, you know, like on those shoulder times when you went to eat. Because when we did it at Pinocchio's, I mean, the place was just jam-packed. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it was like, it was almost a bother. Now, if you went when there weren't as well, many too people. Bad. You know, uh, right? Yeah, but I mean, for your convenience, you probably want to do it when it's not right. crowded. Right. Unfortunately, because they might have even brought the book out, and you know, maybe there was something else we could have had there, but it was like they just wanted to get us well, through. And because they have to go make it separate, you have to wait a really long time. Because I got my food at Columbia Harbor House. Teresa had been sitting down at least ten or fifteen minutes before. I was even close to getting food. And then the other thing is that... I'm glad to hear Teresa solidarity with you. <laughs> I'm going to go eat. <laughs> yeah, yeah, she I did know how it goes. She I did not bread. eat until she got to the table. <laughs> no, she didn't. But David was standing up there at the counter waiting. And by the time my food came, his was cold. Because they'd already given him his and it sat there. And so his chicken nuggets were filled with gluten and cold. And mine, you know... Still tasted better hot. than yours. But this, no, the, mine were very good. Right. Yeah, they were excellent. This also brings up that, you know, how they're, now they're, when it starts to get busy, they want to seat you. Now, how's that going to work when you've got one person waiting for their mm-hmm. special meal? Are they going to make your party stand there That's and wait? That's a good point. They mm-hmm. told me that they'd bring it out, but that place is so big, I don't know how they would find they'd me. Find you, they just yeah. said, oh, we'll find you. And I never did leave. I just stood there and waited because they also they didn't tell him we'll bring it out. So he's standing at the front of the restaurant waiting. I'm standing in the back waiting. Teresa's sitting down somewhere else. And so they need a coordinated effort of what they're doing for these Tell people. Tell them about the brownies. 
Oh, we did. We tried desserts. Yes. We had a brownie, a couple of brownies, I guess, and we had a cookie. And the brownie I thought was fine. Everybody else didn't really like. It didn't have a texture either. So I guess that's you the know, It had a know. texture. It was brick and spackle. It was, more of, it was, a, <laughs> it was more of a fudgy brownie Heavy. than like a cakey brownie. So I don't know. I know that his sister said it was one of the best brownies. She took bought extra and took them home. Oh, wow. so, we went to the Main Street Bakery, and when she asked, they just went see that rack yeah, over they there. Just went, Here's a rack. Yeah, and oh. I was supposed to go. So over nothing it. in the case. So yeah. on a scale of one to ten, how would you rate Disney counter service uh, for gluten free food overall? Mm-hmm. Food taste, uh, knowledgeable uh, staff uh, service. Food taste is hard to say because. Yeah. Like, is it given an you overall know. rating? Just you know. I would say, I don't know, six or seven? No, I'd give it a five for the taste, but then again, I don't know what it's supposed to taste like. Yeah, well, I would imagine people with mm-hmm. uh, uh, with, with any allergy to gluten uh, kind of expect that they're going to be certain, if they're going to go into a fast food location and ask for gluten-free buns, that the buns are going to be mm-hmm. kind of crappy. Would this translate to other allergies also? They said they had an allergy book. Yeah, so yeah, they had a whole allergy book. They asked, "What is my dietary restriction?" and then flipped through, and it just had, you know, little dividers in there between lactose and everything else that you could be allergic to. So, I'm sure hey. Disney has had one of each. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, several Multiple times, times yeah. a day. Well, and the stuff at the bakery, I think they had caramel corn, jelly beans, cookies, and the cookies were not very good. Mm-hmm. They were pretty crumbly. We let Jacob eat it. <laughs> and uh, and then these brownies and they all said like I think it was lactose free, egg free, you know. And so they sort of Flavor just covered free. the yeah. They sort of just covered the gamut of all no the nuts. allergies. Yeah, they're all over on this rack. So did the rack say No. It, if you have a special Well it said on the packages, but if you didn't know that that's where you were supposed because to Because other go people look. were just coming up because they're the only packaged food in there. You know, everything else you have to go through I'd and be ask so them. Mad. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'd be so mad if I got that cookie. <laughs> this is not we got any gluten in it. <laughs> and some restaurants did not have any dessert options and some did. Most places had a strawberry yogurt, which I think you could have, but some places said there's a cookie that's not listed on the menu. Well, you know, how are you supposed to know that right. it's, it's there? And some places said, no, we don't have the cookie that all the other restaurants have. So they're not consistent throughout. There were some restaurants that had a lot more options to eat and, you know, some that said, here's your two choices. Um, I know this wasn't your task or what you set out to do, but I wonder how this ties in with the dining plan. Since some of these foods are more money, I wonder if it still counts as a counter service. I don't know. I don't know. That'd be interesting to go yeah. find out. Some of the things were considered a la carte items, and so that's why they were costing more. So I don't know how it would work. Don't give Disney any ideas. Yeah, They're really. going to come out with a 2011 package. Gluten free dining. The tree nut allergy package. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I do know when we've traveled with his sister that she brings her own bread a lot of times because there are so many different kinds, and she's found ones, you know, this is good. Right. And so she'll just bring her own, and nobody's ever said anything to her before about bringing it in. And if you go any table service, they'll make stuff special for you. They'll yeah, the you. table service is a little bit different mm-hmm. because the chefs will prepare it fresh right. for you in the kitchen, whereas yeah. um, counter service a little bit different, which is why I like this. I like yeah. what you did with this because I think this is an issue, whether it's gluten-free or, or, or peanut allergies or, 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 or diabetes or, or any other uh, uh, illness that requires you to eat a certain uh, specialized diet. Uh, you know, counter service restaurants anywhere can pose a real challenge. 
Mm-hmm. So I, I really like this uh, this idea of, of going out and saying, okay, you know, how how, do you, how well do you handle this? Right. And uh, it sounds like they handled it okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We're not going to say they knocked it out of the park. We're not going to say it was miserable, but they handled handled it okay. Um, do you think? Do you think, given the number of people that actually have, you know, I'm imagining, you know. They don't get you know thousands of people a day with gluten-free restrictions, mm-hmm. so obviously there's only so much they can be expected to do. Right. Do you think they're doing enough, or do you think they need to do more? Do they, you think they need to try and make it better, or? You it know? seemed like the cast members, at least when you walked up and said that you had this allergy, they knew to call a coordinator or a manager, so that at least they have that. Training. At least that training is there, yeah. You know, so yeah, and they all it, automatically did that, and it didn't seem like any of the cashiers like tried to volunteer anything. They just immediately turned you over to a manager, which, which is I good. thought was good. Yeah. Well, I think people who have special dietary restrictions like that, like you said, your sister-in-law mm-hmm. brought her own bread. I think a lot of people approach this knowing that. My choices are going to be limited. Right. So it's not like, you know, it's... They show up and they're surprised that they can't eat. Right. But we also don't want people in. to think that they can't eat. Because really, I mean, compared to fast food restaurants that you're just going to find in your town, Disney is so much more accommodating. So much, yeah. And actually I think that was the other point I was on. going to make was that, you know, I don't know that McDonald's is going to be as accommodating on a gluten-free diet Right. I know like when spills. she goes to McDonald's, she just will get the sandwich with no bun. You know, they don't have options. Right. So, and this is, you know, this is one of the areas, you know, um, uh, there are certain areas where I feel Disney does consistently well. Uh, and, this is, and this is one of them in dietary restrictions. I think it's something they take very seriously. I think they do train their cast uh, well uh, in terms of dealing with it. And I'm kind of hearing that back from you. Mm-hmm. And that it's something they take seriously. That, uh, you know, even though it may not be uh, an issue that's affecting. You know, one in every five guests who come through the gates, uh, they still have, uh, they still do try and go out of their way to make sure there are options. Yeah, I'll give them credit for that because mm-hmm. they they could just say no, we don't. Because they've also, it. you know, they have also added, you know, um, a, a lot of healthy options: salads, fruit, vegetables, to all the counter service menus. I think Disney goes far beyond any other company, uh, any other hospitality company, at least. In terms of go, uh, of offering those healthy alternatives, right. mm-hmm. so that beyond the gluten free pizza, there's a really good salad, mm-hmm. or you know perhaps a really good sandwich, or you know whatever. That there are options. There are options if you don't want to eat fried, if you don't want to eat. And they are willing food. to make changes to everything. Like a lot of places now have like wraps, you know, with chicken and lettuce and stuff in them. And they didn't have any gluten free tortillas, but they would put them all on a bun or just give you the. You know, just the meat and the the vegetables, the innards, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, and they were willing to to change anything like that. I'm disappointed to hear that for for some of this, there's an extra cost. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so am I. I understand that it probably requires special purchasing and special preparation. However, it's not like you're going to have people go and do it to take advantage of right. it. Yeah, right. you know. Yeah. Oh, I want the gluten-free pizza. Right, yeah. exactly, and try to sort of scam Disney out of it. I think they should offer it for the same price. They may actually find themselves. At the end of a lawsuit over that, someone might sue them for discrimination, saying that you should offer me the same thing at the same price. Mm, maybe, maybe. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, I don't either. I don't know. Is there some requirement that says that they have to? I don't believe the there is. Or? I don't believe that there is because I don't believe it's considered a disability. 
Um, and if it's not something covered under the ADA, I don't know that they have any. You know, that's a good question, though. I mean, is that is that something that's covered? These dietary restrictions. An you, allergy is not a disability. No. no, no. I mean, it can take you down if you yeah, have it can. gluten. And, it can, but it doesn't mm-hmm. prevent you from functioning. It doesn't prevent you from. Doesn't prevent your access. I also think to public places. About- and that's what the ADA is about. Oh, okay. Well, it also, as long as there is an option available to you. Right. Mm-hmm. Even if it was covered by the ADA, it doesn't guarantee you that you have exactly the same options as somebody who doesn't have the allergy. Right. As long as you're be- being given an option, I think that would. It did get me thinking, though, and I want to go back now myself and ask because my late husband was severely allergic to two different things, and I just wondered. If those are things, it was yellow five and sulfites, which you find like on salads. Now, maybe you're gluten free and maybe you're, you can't have sulfites. Is that in the book? I didn't ask when we were doing this, but I want to go back and see just how detailed is that book for like what it covers. Steal it. Steal yeah, the wouldn't book. that be something? <laughs> Speaking of people with special needs, um, I've heard a rumor that they're, the abuse of the guest assistance card has become so rampant that Disney's going to revamp that. I think it's good. Right. I, I think that's a good thing. I mentioned that yeah. several they shows have, They have to. Yeah. They have to. And that's why I mentioned it not to. And you know what? Uh, and you know what? The people who abuse a guest assistance card, in my opinion, they should end up having something happen to them where they really need it now, so they can understand what they did. Before we go any further... Nobody has said anything here about whether you deserve to use a guest assistance card or you didn't. We're if you not abuse making it. judgments. If you're abusing the guest assistance card, burn in hell. This is when this is when the emails start coming in right. that you don't know what my uh, disability is. I'm not suggesting that anybody here. I'm is talking making- about anybody who is healthy, who has nothing wrong with them, who knows about the guest assistance card program and goes in and presents themselves as having an illness they do not, in fact, suffer from. In order to get special treatment in the parks, those people should burn in hell. And it gets even worse I want to be specific. It's even even worse than that. There are people making fake guest assistance cards, selling these on 192, and several of these people are getting caught because you need certain signatures, and and now they're, they're starting to catch on. Well, I mean, the fact that people are making them is one thing. The fact that people are buying them, right? Those another. are the people who are buying those fast passes online. I think to myself, well, you're again, just if awful. you're if you're buying a guest assistance card, it's because you don't have anything wrong with you and you can't go into guest services and get one, which means you should burn in hell. So. That's our official policy on that, burn in hell. <laughs> so, all right, well, thank you. <laughs> thank you very much to Corinne Fry and Walter and uh, Leah Zanola uh, for your segments today. We really appreciate it. Thanks, all of you, for listening. We hope you've enjoyed the show. Again, we are not doing a- an email show this week. I apologize for that. Uh, but we will be back with you again next week with another edition of the Diz Unplugged. Thanks for listening, everybody. And remember, stay out of the damn lakes. And don't abuse guest assistance cards. Or what? Or you'll find an help.